The Home Show with Sinead Ryan. With Daikon. Use less energy to heat your home this winter. D-A-I-K-I-N dot I-E. Your energy, your choice. On News Talk. Hello and you're very welcome along to the latest episode of The Home Show podcast with me, Sinead Ryan. Coming up this episode. Entertainment.ie Movies Editor Brian Lloyd is back with us in studio as we continue our series on famous houses in the movies. And this week it is The Money Pit. The Ideal Homes exhibition is on next weekend in the RDS. I'll be chatting to some very eclectic furniture designers. And Nivmar on the interior trends we won't be bringing with us into 2024. Now, it's a big weekend, folks. You can't have missed it. Uh, and it seems every year as Halloween approaches, you know, when your children, the weeks leading up to Halloween are all about, you know, the anticipation of fear, the dark nights drawing in, spooky decorations and the promise of treats or trash of tricks or whatever it is. It is fun, of course, but with an underlying sense of menace. And it's no different for the adults looking forward to this week's rugby clash with the All Blacks. I must say I cannot uh, wait for it later today. And once the big bogeymen of world rugby and we were the former minnows. Well, no more. We more than hold our own and are in with a real possibility of beating them. Again, it has to be said, uh, and heading into the final business end of the Rugby World Cup. Uh, so bring on your hacker. Try and scare us. We're standing shoulder to shoulder on the home show. Come on, Ireland. Anna and Walter are young, single and in love. They've got good jobs, fabulous futures, a magnificent new home that they bought for a song. Who says they can't have it all? It's going to be fun fixing it up. You'll see. Now, you might remember we've kicked off a new series for the autumn on movie houses. So these are famous houses that were used in movies or in movie plots. Uh, and in some cases, they became nearly a character I- by themselves in the movies. And uh, we are delighted to be joined again by Brian Lloyd, movies editor with entertainment.ie. Hi, Brian. How are you? you? And this week, we are going to look at... Uh, art was it, it was a kind of a daft movie. But oh, no. I oh. love this film. I absolutely love it. Oh, no, I'm serious. This is uh, the money pit okay. we're talking this about. This is the money pit. Now, uh, saved, I think, by the characters, Tom Hanks yep. and Shelley Long. I mean, a fantastic comedy duo directed by Steven Spielberg. I mean, you're right. You couldn't go wrong with yeah, that. Yeah, but he produced it now, to be fair. He but produced it. He, he didn't did, direct it. Okay, okay. And <laughs> the plot line will be familiar, I think, to many people in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, as they, the couple attempt to renovate a house pretty much on its last legs, a bit of a pig and a poke, we'd call yep. it, uh, but nonetheless, um, uh, very, very well made and a, and a super hoot of a movie. So, Brian, tell us a little bit uh, about this film. Yeah, so uh, Tom Hanks plays this lawyer. Uh, he and his uh, wife, Shelley Long, have been trying to buy a house for ages. Again, I think a lot of people listening to this show <laughs> would uh, remember that feeling. Um, he is offered this house at a basically at a steal. He can't believe the size of it. He can't believe the price that he's getting it for. But then, of course, as they move into the house, they realise that it needs a huge amount of work up until, you know, literally a bathtub falling through the entire uh, 
<laughs> falling through the entire floor. He then gets trapped in another hole in the floor. There's another scene in it when he turns on the cooker and then the fire goes up and then the turkey flies out the window. <laughs> like, it's a real, like, it's based on, like, screwball comedies yeah, of, like, the 40s yeah. and 50s. The front door falls off. As he's going up the stairs, the banisters are falling away oh, Come in on, front like, it's brilliant. It. Like, yeah, no, it's that real kind of slapstick physical <laughs> comedy. And, like, Tom Hanks, people forget, he, was, he started off as a comedy actor and he really does have that kind of physical... Uh, attributes and Shelley Long of course I mean at the time she was in Cheers and all the rest of it and she was known for doing those very kind of I don't want to say mature comedies but you know had a bit more kind of brains to it for this though this was just completely slapstick so yeah. and, it's, it's, and actually, it's really funny it's held up I didn't realise it was based on a Cary Grant movie there yeah, was an right. original of it yeah. so much like the one we spoke about last time you were in which is Father of the Bride that was, yeah. a, that was based on known movie this too um is the, it was what Mr. Blanding's Bills His Dream House is the name of the, yeah, is good, the name of his Catchy movie. name, yeah. Yeah. So um, in terms of then the house, tell us a little bit about it and um, I, I presume it was, I mean, was it falling apart or did, oh, yeah. was that all? Oh, right. Oh, it really was, yeah. No, so apparently the uh, the current owners of it uh, who are Rich and Christine, <laughs> they are, they must be Rich, but it's uh, their names are Rich and Christine and Mikowski. They paid two point one two five million for it uh, in two thousand and two. Now they actually said they could have made a sequel of the film just by when they bought it because apparently the house had fallen into complete disrepair and they spent I think another two million renovating. Wowza. it. Yeah, so there was a big article about it in the uh, New York Times. They put it up for sale in twenty fourteen. As far as I know, they didn't sell it. I think it's still under their kind of ownership or whatever. I will say, like, looking at the pictures of how they renovated, it does look pretty tacky and awful. Well, I thought anyway. Like, it's like black curtains and all the black and gold curtains, I guess. It was a moment in time in the 80s, was it? Yeah, like, it almost kind of, for whatever reason, they kind of made it look like it was Tony Montana's house from Scarface or something. Like, really, like, just gaudy and awful. OTT, right. Yeah, whereas I felt in the film, it did look, okay, yeah, fine, there was sort of, lavender and pastels but it was the 80s but I think it kind of fit because it was a real kind of light filled house you know Um, but yeah no it's a gorgeous house like again it's one of those colonial revival houses like we were talking about last week a lot of these uh, houses that are chosen for films it is that a sort of idealised version of America white picket fences white houses and all the rest of it Okay, well look before we go any further let's take a clip from The Money Pit so the plumbing's not perfect We'll get it fixed. It's not the end of the world. You didn't see that water. Look, this is an old house. It's going to need some work. You've got to expect that. I didn't expect that water. It had legs. A little work, a little care, a little imagination, and it's going to be great. And um, Brian, that movie is one, like, why do you think it has stood the test of time? You know, because it is, it, it is funny. Is it down to the acting? I mean, the plot is... You know, the plot is what, is what it is yeah. but I think it's a, I mean it is a very heightened version of renovating a house and I noticed because I renovated a house I like and that when we got to the end of it I turned on the money pit and watched it now it didn't fall through the floor you know a turkey didn't go flying out my front window <laughs> but there are those moments where you're just looking at the mess of everything and you're wondering why did I even get myself into this and you're almost kind of like pulling your hair out from it and I do think that the money pit 
yes, it is a comedy, but it does capture the terror of it as well. Like your house is filled with builders and tradespeople and all the rest of it. And they're coming in and out. And then you're still trying to go about your daily business while the house is in a complete state of disrepair. And like all good comedy, it's only one step removed from from what, reality, what could be reality. Yeah. Maybe this, maybe if they do another uh, run of it or a sequel of it, we'd have Dermot Bannon standing up, going, "I don't know what I'm going to do here." Yeah, completely. Yeah, <laughs> and in try, a glass yeah, box. <laughs> trying to build some glass house onto it on the side of it as well. All yeah. right, all right. Well, listen, that was uh, a great catch up, and thanks a million, uh, Brian Lloyd, movies uh, editor with Entertainment.ie, and you'll be back again. And if you want to suggest any houses, movie houses for Brian to go and have a look at, well, then please get in touch with us five three one zero six, and we will pass them along and who knows maybe it'll feature all right thanks Brian Now, another hardy annual uh, comes around next weekend. The Autumn Permanent TSB Ideal Home Show is taking place in the RDS uh, from October, Friday the 20th to Sunday the 22nd. And I'm joined now by the founders of two furniture design businesses that are exhibiting in the show. Uh, Nikki O'Dwyer and Donica Ryan are co-founders of Nina-based uh, business Metal and Mallet. And we have uh, Rudy Wortmund. Am I getting that right? Yeah, <laughs> okay, much. right. Of, uh, I'm going to ask you how to pronounce this because it's O O A K, which is a bit of a pun of a name. Yeah, it's it's oak, 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 as, but, a, as in a tree. But it also stands for one of a kind. All right. Yeah. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, listen, you folks, you're all very welcome along. Thanks Absolutely. for coming into studio. Um, I love having. Uh, creative artists in who do things that terrify me. Right? <laughs> uh, so let me start with the most terrifying, uh, which is Nikki and Donica, because you are working, your pieces are very dramatic. They're very different. Yeah. And eclectic. And I'm thinking there's a lot of sparks flying in your <laughs> business. Talk to me about the type of uh, pieces that you make. I suppose um, from, from the beginning, we set out in making different pieces we I suppose I've done a lot of business course and people would say like where's your competition and we could never really find it because what we do is really it's a niche it's a niche product because it's all sustainable Donica cuts uh, fallen trees only in Tipperary seasons the wood traditionally over three years and then we put the wood in a room in our house a specific room to acclimatise to room temperatures for six months and then the design process starts and he does he uses only basic tools and the reason is, is in order to allow the design process to organically um, evolve. So it's like each piece is four years in the making, but each piece has a story to tell. There's a piece of history and that's that's what it is. It's functional art. Now, these pieces, Sonica, aren't for the faint-hearted. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. It, like I, some, They're absolutely beautiful, yeah. but they are dramatic mm-hmm. and uh, you'd need... I'm thinking a certain kind of house personality to get away with some of these large, you know, these lamp light structures, for instance. Talk to me a little bit about your thinking there. I I suppose I've always had an admiration for driftwood, bog oak, uh, reclaimed uh, copper, even old farm tools. The the workmanship that was there a hundred years ago, it's stunning, you know, and maybe it's not there so much anymore. And I always wondered, could I combine them? And I suppose as the process has gone on, the ideas have maybe grown and become a little bit wilder, which I like, you know. Mm-hmm. And what I, I suppose what we're trying to get across is that 
maybe every person should have one piece in their house that somebody goes, wow, that's unique. That's the kind of line we're going for, yeah. you know. Heavy metal. Yeah, exactly. Are you yeah. Fan? He loves it. I am, yeah, actually. Yeah. The music, yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, I'm the metal. She's the metal. I suppose, as well as that, Years ago, I grew up in a home where there was a good front room and every year before Christmas you cleaned it and you smelled yeah. the vinegar and yeah. you took know, out the china. Absolutely, yeah. and dare not to put a cup or a hot yeah. cup on the table. Yeah. And I think things have changed now where people, you know, because of, you know, finances and etc people have to use every room in their house and that's why we said about rather than having a picture on the wall which is lovely we wanted a piece of art which also has a function so it's a dual purpose and that's the idea and it creates a talking point then yeah. Yeah. you yes. know I mean yes. you, you mightn't have six pieces yes. but one in in the corner is wow what's yes. that where did you get it tell me about yes. it, isn't in, it interestingly what I've noticed uh, when I deliver um, furniture to uh, people who've purchased is that the people who who buy seem to have their own um, fashion sense. They're, they're, they don't they don't follow trends, mm. and their house is uniquely to them, mm. which I think is 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 wonderful. Mm. And I I think more people should follow that line. Just don't follow fashion. Make your own fashion. Yeah. You know. Okay. Well, let me turn now uh, to Rudy because you also work uh, with wood uh, and oak in particular, and uh, in in a different type of a way so a, a very traditional but sustainable outlook is that is that fair yeah, I think that's a fair comment um, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to uh, use Irish wood um, and not something that's just cut down it's either uh, damaged by storm or it's just old age it dies down yeah so not that different then not, you know, not so yeah, much no 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 yeah. uh, absolutely and, and what I like is when I see a piece of wood just laying uh, um, uh, any any side of the road, I'd, I'd love to to pick it up, uh, bring it home, yeah. you know. Uh, now, unfortunately, um, you know, I don't have the patience to drive for that long. So mm-hmm. um, I do go to uh, one or two uh, uh, people who actually can supply me the boot, mm-hmm. um, you know, which means it's it's usually killed and dried. Um, mm. And that means that I can uh, I can work with it straight away. Now, some of your furniture, and I'm thinking of uh, some of the tables I've seen in particular, um, you really squeeze all the colour out of wood that you can. I mean, you you kind of nearly, it seems to me, jigsaw together different uh, textures and grains. And some people might think that's very hard to do because surely it's easier to cut one piece of wood and, and just kind of Put, put legs on it but, but you take a different approach yeah absolutely absolutely I I, I would not uh, build a table like that uh, you know the uh, what you said what what I do like is um, I like to use every little piece that actually has a bit of character in it so you wouldn't see uh, you know um, uh, even a piece of 30 40 centimeters long um, just just uh, just oak you know it has to have some character in it so it's usually stuff that most uh, uh, furniture makers won't use. Yeah, they're actually discarded. Yeah. You know, whereas I picked that up. You know, I'm in, I'm I'm in a I'm in a candy shop whenever I go to my <laughs> supplier. You know, and I pick up all the scraps that he has laying. The there. scraps and the roadkill. That's what it seems yeah, to me. More or less. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I I think that's fabulous. And of course, there is such a massive push these days on sustainability. It's at the cornerstone of pretty much everybody we've had in in the last year or two. Yeah. It is their number one thing. Uh, nobody's saying yes. I'm off to China to buy as much plastic as I can. Everybody is saying, what can I find around me? What's indigenous? And do you find customers then are getting far more uh, inclined to demand that then? Um, I'm I'm, I'm not sure if the 
customers demand it. Um, I just demand it for myself. Okay. You know, okay. I, I I just like. But they like what they see. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's it is a niche, as as my colleagues here said as well. You know, um, it's not for everyone. Mm. You know, it's quite busy what I have. You know, the colours really stand out. But uh, I have had people come in and say, listen, I, I need to have that, you know, or I need to have something similar like that, you know. So there, there isn't, there, you know, not, it's not for everyone. Let me put it that way. Yeah, okay. If, if I can come in there, Sharon. Yeah, think, sure, Nikki. I think if you'll agree, Angelica, sustainability is the key. It's the ethos to our, all of our businesses. But if you don't have good design... It doesn't it matter. Doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. People no, won't buy it. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Because we have sta- like we plant um, saplings, also nurse them, and after three or four years, we plant around our local town as well. Mm. But that's just something we do because we believe in that. Yeah. Um, and some customers like that, but some co- most customers really come in for the design for and stay for the sustainability. If, if, yes. Okay. All yeah. right. Okay. Yeah. Now the, uh, you you uh, you guys in particular, Nikki and Donica, you have taken quite the left turn in your careers to Mm -hmm. get to this point. Uh, Tell us what you used to do. Well, I uh, was a social worker for 16 years in child protection and children and care. Um, And then we had uh, four children and our fourth child was born Mm. with a 23 weeks uh, gestation. Mm. So she was very ill and she's uh, special needs. So I then took the decision to stay off to to mind her. Mm. Um, And then Donica was creating and creating. He'll tell you his own story. But then I, he came home and he'd disappear every now and again and he'd arrive back with these pieces and I'd go, oh my God, there's, you know, this is different. We have to kind of do something with this. Mm. And that's how I kind of got, came on board with, with the business. Mm. But himself, he's a jack of all Donica, trades. Donica, you, you started out life in the air, in the airline industry. Yes. Um, I, I, I think the older I get, the more I kind of realise the path I want to take. Yeah. And it's taken me a long time to get there maybe. Yeah. I, I, I worked in the aircraft industry. I got to a stage where I think I had enough of that, so I joined the fire brigade and I did that for 13 years. <laughs> and then I reached a level where I wasn't challenging enough for me. So I, I moved into, um, uh, I worked with the council and I worked on the road section and I was a caretaker in the local cemetery. And now I'm doing the landscaping for the local council. I, I love to try new things. I love to be busy, you, you know. And, yeah. and listen, are you going to stick with this now, the, the metal mallet? Because you've found your niche here and the yeah. pair this, of you working this is together. The dream. The, the, yeah. I, I quoted from Mark Twain before and it's a quote, it always sticks in my mind and he says, the, the two best days of your life are the day you're born and the day you discover why. Why? And, yeah. and I, yeah. this is my why. And, and we're all advocates for kind of that, that change in career, which I dread to bring up the C word again, but mm-hmm. the COVID years showed a lot of people, actually, I no longer want to be doing this thing yeah. over here. I'll try something yeah. new here. And maybe that's one of the few good things that came out I of think that for time. COVID, because of COVID, I homeschooled our three girls because, um, as I said, our mm-hmm. youngest has, has difficulties, chronic lung disease, etc. So that gave us time as a family to do lots of walks in nature. Yeah. And we then all really gelled with this outdoor life and the wood and we'd collect driftwood and we'd create and we paint. We made, we all constructed things in our house, even the kids. We, just yeah. just to cut across yes. your apologies. See, I, I, I remember going to the beach and, and uh, I'd take the two youngest because Nikki began flying it with, with my or Ellis and they'd, they'd spot pieces of driftwood and they'd drag them two kilometres back to the car. Wow. And I, I, I just love that. I think it's amazing. <laughs> 
amazing. So it's a real know. family yeah. enterprise. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Rudy, people might have detected, uh, although your English is so perfect, uh, like uh, many Dutch people, that actually um, you're, you're not native, but you've been living in Ireland an awful long time. Yeah, I, I came to, um, to Ireland in 1995 um, as, a, as a hockey coach. I've done that for 28 years <laughs> and uh, two years ago. Um, also around the COVID time, I knew, um, you know, it's time for me to step back. I've done it for so long. Um, people are probably tired of seeing my face, hearing my voice. Um, there's a lot of young coaches uh, coming through. Uh, you know, for me, it's just uh, time to step back. Um, and and in all fairness, working with my hands and uh, developing things, that, that really brings, you know, a, a, a lot of enjoyment uh, to myself. So... Um, you know, and 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 um, I've tried a few other things. I've tried uh, uh, one year of cheese making, uh, which went well, mm-hmm. but I was impatient for it. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then I did a year of uh, uh, whiskey uh, distillery. Uh, you know, d- distilling. Um, I did that for a year. Uh, again, uh, I had no patience for it. So right. <laughs> it wasn't um, because you, you were your own best customer. Uh, not really. No, no, no. They're a good no. combination. Yeah. <laughs> the whiskey and the cheese, yeah. and now and now you're making things to and put now, them on. Yeah, so <laughs> I've been doing it. For for the last two years uh, now. Do you know what? I, I love that idea that it's never, you know, you're all still young, obviously, but it's oh, never too late you. and yeah, there's sure. there's never a kind of a time that you can't change. Yeah, and, absolutely. And find. Yeah. So are you all confident now as or as confident as you can be that this is your passion now, this woodwork and, and metalwork in your case? If I was back again, if you asked me to stand in a shop, for instance, and, and sell something, I don't yeah. think I could. But when I am at shows like the Dublin Horse or the Ideal Homes, again, yeah. It's just, it's a joy. I, I, something I come alive. I'm because mm. I'm so passionate about mm. what I do. And Rudolph, I'm sure you're the same. Because yeah. you believe in what you do. Because mm. I know every process. Do you know the story? There's no selling then. Uh, do no, you know there isn't? Yeah. And people, people are so um, appreciative of the workmanship. They do like. They like. And it's as I, I believe, Rudolph, you're probably the same. Not everybody likes it, but that's okay yeah. because you know. Variety yeah. is the yeah, spice of yeah, life. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And I mean, it's not trying to sell to the mass market. It's the opposite. Ab- it's trying to find people who are going to absolutely appreciate yeah. these heirlooms. Yeah, th- and, that and, you and are the best the, uh, uh, the best sample of that is somebody walking in and saying, Listen, "I want that. Yeah. I love that. This is yeah. this is me." Yeah, yeah. you know, and, made their day. Yeah, and 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 it's always a bit difficult because I'm making things that I like. Mm. You know, I I I actually don't mm. like making things yeah. that other people like and I wouldn't like mm. you know sometimes I have to do it but um, I'm just exhibiting more or less uh, on the fair and that is what people come in and say oh well I like that style you know and then yeah. we discuss in you know how you, I can make do it Do you feel that when, when you're creating it it's, it's an expression of absolutely. yourself Absolutely Absolutely yeah. that but but uh, like I said even picking up the wood you know and go yeah. like oh like, look look at that that's going to be brilliant you <laughs> do, know? do you ever sorry <laughs> do you ever pe- oh, pick up a piece Yeah interview you just okay I'll take a seat I'll take a back seat here <laughs> But do you ever pick up a piece of wood and go um, I don't know what I'm going to do with that I'll put it aside absolutely as well yeah yeah, yeah. I've got and pieces later well around, yeah. I remember um, you know when you look at very famous sculptures from the past um, you know back to Michelangelo they, they will kind of say the piece emanated out of the marble yeah. by itself mm. I, I yeah. just had to go in and find it yeah. so it yeah. seems to me yeah. that that's still, yeah. that's still and sometimes it doesn't talk to you straight away <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Come back. Yeah. Okay. well listen uh, folks it's been a lovely discussion and thank you so much uh, and if you want to find out uh, Rudolph uh, O-O-A-K yeah. one of a kind uh, Oak uh, then you can uh, find O-O-A-K 
www.metalandmallet.ie on the website. Uh, Nikki and Donica's firm can be found at metalandmallet at etsy.com. And all three will be exhibiting at the Autumn Permanent TSB Ideal Home Show, which takes place next weekend at RDS Simmons Court. Uh, Friday to Sunday, adults 15 quid, kids under 12 go free and it is always packed out. So do order your tickets uh, there and you can do that on idealhome.ie. Folks, thanks very much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. And you're very welcome back to the final part of the Home Show podcast this week with me, Sinead Ryan. And I'm delighted to welcome back to studio after a very long sojourn in France, which he's about to tell me all about. It's Neve Marr from the journal.ie. Oui, oui. I'm sorry if I have a French accent, but uh, I'm French now. (laughs) Well, clearly I can tell. It's enough to turn anybody. Listen to me, you had had this adventure Mm. with a tiny tot baby. Tiny baby, yes. Six weeks in France. Why and how? I know. And were you mad? We were mad. Uh, Six weeks in France. So... My baby is five, well, six months now, but five months when we left. Um, and my husband was lucky enough to get a good amount of paternity leave. And we thought, you know, the amount of advice that you get when you've had a first baby is quite a lot. And so a lot of people were saying, you know, get out there if you can now, because if you have more in the future, you just don't do anything. And of course, that, you know, scared us a bit because we love to travel. So we thought, look, she's five months. Let's pack up in the car and let's just head off to France. So we we basically travelled across the entirety of France. We didn't go near plane. We went on the boat and then we got the Euro Tunnel, which I've never been on before. And yeah, we started up in Calais. We went through Lille. We went to Lyon. We went to the Champagne region. And then we settled in the south of France near this beautiful city or town called Sisteron, which is basically carved out of a rock. And the architecture there, it's just like how you would imagine. I expected everybody to break into song at any moment. You know the Beauty and the Beast village <laughs> in France when they're all saying bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. That's what it was like. So with all the shutters, it was just like the, the village of dreams. And yeah, we, we settled there then for about three weeks and then it took us a week and a half to get back as well. So, I mean, it was it was mad. I would definitely encourage people to do it. It's always easier to stay at home, I think. But, you know, go while you can. And just, we literally brought everything. <laughs> so we brought all the home comforts with us. So the baby didn't realise either way. So, yeah, I mean, look, we might never go on holiday again. <laughs> That's what I've been told. So why not? <laughs> well, I suppose before the baby gets to walking, yes. it's probably um, yes. much muchness because, you know, they're, it's self-contained to this some extent as a, as a unit. And uh, I always think it's a little bit easier when they're that bit smaller. It's when they're two years of age and they're racing around the place and it's yeah. chaotic and busy. Um, so... No rugby. So you're probably the only tourist in France not going over for the rugby from this Ireland. This is it. No, but we did We did get back. And then a week later, my husband went back to France for the ah, rugby. So, um, so I was a rugby widow. But no, yeah. I mean, it, like it was, it was such an adventure and something that we'll remember forever. I mean, we'll have the memories. She obviously won't remember anything, but we'll show her the pictures and we'll say, look, look <laughs> at what we did this. for you. <laughs> and come here to me, the whole paternity leave thing is a bit of a game changer, mm. isn't it? It is. I mean, he had a six week stint, which a lot of people don't have. 
So to have that support as well it's was great. Was re- like yeah, a lot of people were asking, yeah. was he working while you were away? He didn't have to. So his company is incredible for that. So we were lucky and in a privileged position to be able to do that. Um, but even you don't have to go for six weeks. I mean, honestly, I was I was really looking forward to coming home as well. But mm. even two, three weeks, it's lovely, I think. You it gives know? you a chance, though, to immerse, doesn't it, yeah. in the culture, not feel you're unpacking and then you're packing again to come home almost immediately. I know. And I was trying to speak French with the locals and they hated me. Oh, you know, it was the dream. <laughs> The French That's dream. Exactly what you want. All right. Well, of course, we know that um, the French are uh, always stylish. Oh, so stylish. I mean, no question about it. They're always fabulous. What trends from France will you be importing into your home? Anything you, you spotted over there that you liked the I look mean, of? Do you know what? I, I, I mentioned the shutters before, but honestly, mm. the town of Sistron, it, it really did. Now, they it's very practical, their shutters. You know, it's to keep the, the heat out in the middle of the day and all yeah. the shutters are not, closed. Not quite so much needed in October in Ireland. Not needed in October in Ireland but I do have to say like I really appreciated that and everything is you know is is bunched together like they love a terraced house and it's not anything yeah everything is tiny and small and compact and they're living on each other in these towns but they still you know there's a, a really lovely sense of community as well so I live in a terraced house so I was getting lots of inspiration from you know these beautiful French villages and towns um, but in general yeah I mean blinds curtains wallpaper everything is a little bit it, it feels kind of vintage in France that's what I love about French style that everything feels a little bit more from an era gone by so that's kind of what I'm, I'm bringing into hopefully the, the house that I have and, and some trends especially when it comes to things like wallpaper I mean I'm obsessed and I'm going on a wallpaper mission at the moment so I'm going to need your thoughts and prayers Sinead because I don't know how it's going to go <laughs> Alright well we will talk about that in a moment but I want to talk to you first you were talking about there what you're bringing back from France but actually today we're going to talk about trends that are not yes. going to make it back uh, anytime and they come under the possible heading of what were we thinking Yeah, but you have had a look around things that are definitely on the way out and, yeah. and won't be making an appearance in anybody's house uh, for the next while. You're starting with kitchens. Yeah, well, what's out? It's so fun. I can't believe that we're talking about the end of the year already and I can't believe mm. that we're going to be talking about 2024 trends soon. But one of the things that um, we're not going to be seeing in 2024 when it comes to interior trends is the all-white oh, kitchen concept. I'm so relieved to yes. hear that. It's gone. Well, it's kind of been fading for the last few years, but I think think that eventually people have finally said no to this. It's not realistic. It's I suppose it was evoking the the modernity style and, and really trying to keep things sleek and minimal. But I think that people are just realising that there's a very small percentage of the population that are able to keep an all-white kitchen white. And it comes across as stark. And unless you're Kim Kardashian, you know, where it's basically her entire house is white. And I think, like, she's definitely, be, she's been featured in Architectural Digest and stuff too. But I wonder though how much she's doing in the kitchen. It's like a museum, well, absolutely. It's like it's like a museum, and and I feel like it, it's good to see the back of it. Now the thing is, I always found it funny with the all white trends because people would be like, "Now this is." It's an off-white and this is a stone white and this is a, a warm white and a cold white. Yes, there are lots of different variations of white, but ultimately white is white. Mm. And the all-white concept, we're not going to be seeing a lot no, of it in 2024. And I suppose in Ireland, we have the added um, harshness of our light. And, you know, there's very few times in the year, especially the summer we've had, where you have that bright 
you know, pale light where you have those orangey effects yeah. or that warm light coming in to warm up anything you have. Like we're much more likely to get that harsh bright light in the morning, if, you know, in the winter months or, or the autumn, uh, but followed then by a kind of a greyness. Yeah, and it does feel harsh and it feels almost, I, I don't know if this makes sense, but if, you, if you've if you been in homes that are very stark and very white, almost like you're expecting an echo. You know, there's nothing comfortable about it. Or to it. operate on somebody. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, so so that's, it's basically being left behind, which, okay. which is good. I would say not a lot of people are doing that. It's happened very naturally. It's been mm. an evolution over mm. the last few seasons and I think yeah. that it's And there'll always be a place for the kind of you know the white marble oh, islands yeah. and but but with a bit of colour or terrazza or and something in it. personality absolutely yeah. Yeah. that's okay. coming back. So the white is gone good luck to it. Uh, now the next thing um, oh you're still in the kitchen now you're not, you're not a fan of the open shelves. Well still in the kitchen but also just in general for the last few years people have been I would say on a rampage for just ripping out their closed cabinetry in the kitchen. But just in general, open shelving has been the absolute... I suppose it's it's been up there when it comes to a styling must-have um, and shelfies, which, you know, is is just an Instagram oh, a shelfie. So just it's a it's a picture of your shelf, basically. Oh, so I like see. a selfie, okay. but it's a shelfie. So you see a lot of them if you follow the, the hashtag on Instagram or on TikTok, you'll find lots of shelfies. The problem with open shelving is that it not only shows the beauty of what you can have, but it shows your sins. And basically it's a... It's a Clutter sense. Yeah, because like unless you can do it nicely by having a row of identical Kilner jars with different yes. coloured spices in it or, or like or stacked perfect identical plates or then this mismatched kind of friends yeah. apartment look. But you have to keep curating it, don't you? You have to keep curating it and it's a constant. Now, some people like that, but again, it's a very small population yeah. who are able to actually keep up with keeping your shelves looking like that. And because putting you'll put food on the down. table and feeding your kids and getting unstacking the dishwasher and not being worrying about, oh, the pink ones have yeah. to go on top and the blue ones underneath. And let's be honest, people need storage as well. So the open shelving, in, in theory, is a beautiful you know, nod to minimalism and look how beautiful this is. And I'll just pop three books on it and one white vase with with a single rose in it. I mean, nobody... It's actually a waste mm. of space, I think. So basically in 2024, we're going to be seeing that go. We're not all the be doors coming back. All the doors are coming back. They're going to be okay. running to the bins to try and get their closed cabinetry back. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes it's not good to show everything. So let's let's keep the clutter at bay good, as best we can. Good, All right. And and of course, then you, you don't have to keep cleaning it either. Uh, right. So And then another trend that you reckon isn't going to make a comeback. And I'm kind of mixed views about this mm. because we like the whole kind of um, what would I say loft barn modern farm farmhouse yeah. barn door love a it barn is, door it is um, warm and rustic isn't it's it? warm and rustic but I think the thing why people are saying that this trend might be on the way out is just because it's been around for a, for a long time and so people get sick of trends and so they're looking for something that's uh, just a little bit different what I found quite funny when I was researching this as a trend that's going out is that a trend that's going to be coming in in 2024 is really decorating your interiors based on your geographical location. So if you don't live in a barn, why would you have a barn door? And it's a valid <laughs> okay. point, Sinead. It is a valid point. Right. So I suppose... So a three-bed in Drumcondra, not so much the barn doors. Not so okay. much the barn doors. Um, but, you know, in saying that, though, I think it's important to note that another trend that we're going to be seeing going out is actually following trends. So everything that I've said 
please disregard <laughs> because you should 100% focus <laughs> on you your like, own style and don't really be guided as much by trends. And that's actually why we're seeing a lot of the all-white kitchen concepts and the modern farmhouses go out the window because people are actually bringing in their own personalities more, which is lovely to see mm. as a trend, but don't follow trends. So that confidence about, you know, owning whatever style you want, yeah. really, whether it is your white kitchen, your barn doors. Exactly. Oh, I know. <laughs> and your, your open shelving. As long as you're kind of, this is me, this this is what I love. It's okay. It's okay. And the trends, as we've spoken about before, it's all in a cycle. It all comes back around. We're seeing that with the resurgence of the 70s and everything. So, you know. And, you know, it's a bit like kind of, you know, your own, you know, trying to be more kind of who you are and self-owning, you know, your your personality as, as you go on. There'll always be somebody who does it differently, yeah. better, bigger, higher. Like just the pressure to kind of have the latest, the newest, the best. Yeah. It, it is a pressure. But it's it? a pressure and it's also, I found when it comes to interior, when it comes to styling, I look on social media and I want my home to look like all of these homes that I'm seeing. Yeah. And one, it's, it's unrealistic. Until you see the next one. Until you see the next one, exactly. And also yeah. then, are you going to be walking into a space that's not really yours or reflective yeah. of your own personality at all you know exactly. so that's one of the all things right. I try. Well now we'll talk briefly about wallpaper because this is something that you do uh, like and you reckon it's making a comeback or at least in your home It um, is uh, now, the wallpaper trend, because it has, it's, it's kind of just less cyclical every yes. so often it comes back but are you talking about full on wallpaper or just Feature walls, yeah. So textures, fabrics, all that kind of stuff. Textures, fabrics. So wallpaper. Do you know it's something I've personally been afraid of, but it is back with a bang, and it's very much maximalism. So we're talking about florals, we're talking about botanics, we're talking about soft stripes. So all of these are trending at the moment. There's so much when it comes to wallpaper that you can use. There's embossed or flock. There's a peel and stick, which is nice and easy. There's grass cloth, and then of course there's vinyl, which if you have, you know, chill. Children running around and they like to draw on the walls. That's very easy to wipe clean. Um, I think when it comes to my own personal style, I have a big white wall in my kitchen and I don't know what to do with it. So I've decided that I'm going to wallpaper it. I've got samples arriving this weekend and uh, yeah, I'm going to give it a whack and I'm going to see um, what And I think it when it's just one big wall like that, you can kind of go to town on it because it's not like you're, you're doing something that's going to manifest mean you have to upgrade the rest of the room you can just say that's it bang here's my here's my fabulous wall exactly and, and, and actually and with, leave it. with some of the trends in wallpaper at the moment like you know what I was mentioning there there's also a big resurgence in the 70s style which I've spoken about before so lots of abstract and ge- geometric shapes as well but what you can do is you can use them in petite spaces which yes, is really nice yes. you can use them yeah. in the bathroom you can try them in the hallway you know I'm I'm focusing on one wall because I've never wallpapered before it was mm. a it was I was actually speaking to my parents and they were like we'll do it for you we used to wallpaper everywhere in the 90s I was like I remember the wallpaper in my home in the 90s and the big bucket of paste yeah and everything I I think of the 90s when it comes to wallpaper as like magnolia but in wallpaper form because everything was yellow wallpaper I don't know it wasn't really yellow but it was kind of yellow and textured. So. And, and that retro thing, you have to be careful about it. And actually, um, just for listeners uh, to know that in the next couple of weeks, I am going to have the great pleasure of interviewing Orla Kiley, oh. uh, who, of course, we know from her plant, you know, her leaf yes. uh, p- pattern. She's 
globally famous now. Uh, and she was influenced by all of that 70s, 60s and 70s look. The colours we don't favour, the browns and the mustards and the greens and yeah, all that. And she beautiful. just found a way to just do it fabulously. So do stay tuned for that. And I will give you, uh, give you a bit of notice when that is coming up. Neve, that was absolutely phenomenal. We'll talk about wallpaper again because I know it is a big thing. And when you actually do your wall, <laughs> come back into us and I let will us know come back how it and I'll show went. You. And show us and uh, and we'll chat then about different options there. Uh, Neve Mar, journal.ie, thank you very much uh, for joining us on the home show again this week. Thank and you. it's lovely to have you. And that is all we have time for on this episode of the Home Show podcast. I do hope you enjoyed it. We brought you lots and lots of creative stuff this week. So hopefully you've got a little bit of inspo for your weekend and beyond. Uh, and don't forget, uh, we do that every week and our podcasts are all up on the Home Show on the News Talk website, on the News Talk app, powered by Go Loud, wherever you get your pods from. Uh, we always like to hear from listeners, so don't uh, hesitate to get in touch with us at thehomeshow at newstalk.com or me on Instagram at Sinead Ryan 100. Thank you to Eva Breen producing this week's podcast. Stephen McLoon was on sound. And we'll see you all next time. The Home Show with Sinead Ryan, Saturday morning at 8 with Daikin on News Talk.